For more resources, visit rym.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, we are talking to Cameron Cole all this week. Uh, if you missed yesterday, I would encourage you to uh, go back and hear Cameron shared his story uh, and what led to writing the book, Therefore I Have Hope. Uh, all this week, we're dealing with a question that deals with suffering, ultimately. Uh, we know that uh, oftentimes students ask questions uh, that fall into the category of, you know, how could a good God allow evil? How could a good God allow suffering? Um, and so that's a question I've received from students. And Cameron, you said, I think you're in your 14th school year in student ministry. So I'm sure you've gotten uh, this question. And so, it, you know, in light of your story, um, you know, how do you answer that question? And, and really kind of a follow-up to that is, has your story changed the way in which you answer that question? Yeah, I think... Um... I think that I it has changed the way um, that I answer it more from just uh, working out of my own experience. Um, I know that this is, um, I know this is maybe uh, in some ways an indirect answer, but here's the, the, there there there's kind of a flaw with the question itself. How could a good God allow, allow suffering? Because what it kind of insinuates is that we're building. Uh, our view of who God is based on experience, based on circumstances. Uh, and if, you know, if that is your uh, epistemology, if that's the way that you are constructing your view of God, there's no way you're going to be able to believe that God is good. Um, if, if you base that on your own experience, uh, because 99% of the people in the world, they suffer, they have a lot of disappointments, there's death around them, there's their health issues, there's all kinds of bad things. And especially when you think about people who live uh, you know, in, in the third world and in, in countries where there's just rampant injustice and so on and so forth. So I, th- I think the thing I would say is we need to first answer the question, is God good, period. Is God good? And that, that has to be based on the right sample of evidence. You know, the evidence of who God is, is, is first the Bible. It's the word of God. Uh, and secondly, it really is the cross. It's the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus. And so, you know, the first thing I would say is um, if God is good, then then everything he does, everything he allows, um, that, that in no way violates or um, or informs us in whether he's good or not. That's, that's something that doesn't vacillate. It's just a fact. And so, you know, I, when we look at the cross, we look at God himself and the person of Jesus Christ dying for our sins. We look at the person of Jesus Christ who comes into the world, leaves heaven to rescue us um, from in separation from God and from eternal judgment. Like surely, surely this is a good God. When we look at the person of Jesus Christ, we look at the cross, surely this is a good God. Um, and so that, that the first thing I would say is we need to base our view on the goodness of God, not on our circumstances, not on what happens to us, but instead based on who he is in his word and who he is in the person of Jesus Christ as seen on the cross. 
Um, so that's one thing I would say. A second thing I would say is, um, you know, why does God allow evil? I don't, I don't have, I don't have, uh, you know, a great answer for a 10, 10 minute podcast. Um, but golly dog, he, he entered into it. He redeemed the world through it. You know, I mean, he himself was the one who suffered on the cross. You know, and that's about as excruciating a physical pain and emotional pain as anyone could ever go through because he's crucified by the people who came to save. He's betrayed by all his friends. But the spiritual pain, the agony of being separated from the Father, of experiencing eternal judgment, like God himself has tasted the pain um, of the world in its in its most agonizing forms, in its deepest injustice. And, and he uses that for the atonement of our sin. And so, you know, I don't know why, but we do know for sure that he has some redemptive purpose in it. We see that through the cross. Um, and so, uh, it's, so it's not meaningless. It's not cavalier. And so, um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't have an easy answer for why uh, God allowed my son to die or why God allowed, you know, a student in my youth group, you know, their parents to die or whatever it may be. Um, but I know that he's good based on his word and based on the person of Jesus. And I know that he doesn't, he doesn't just, you know, he's not being a jerk. He isn't just flippantly throwing down pain and evil and suffering on us for no good reason. Like he certainly has wise, constructive purposes in that. And that's, you know, that's easy to say here on a podcast. We're talking about theology. It's really hard to say, you know, if you're up in Pittsburgh today, um, you know, after a massacre. Um, so I do recognize that. It's, it's, you know, that, that it's, it's, it's a, a lot tougher to chew with this when you're down in the trenches of something awful. Um, but that, I think that's kind of what I would say, John. Yeah, no, I think that's a good answer. I like how you kind of reframed the question and just asking, you know, is God good instead of basing it on, you know, experiences. And so just kind of, kind of a follow up to that. And Cameron, this might get into something that you kind of shared as we were, you know, off recording. But, you know, how have you seen God's goodness manifested um, through the, the loss of your, your son's life. I know that um, what we see as we read through Scripture, that God um, brings about all sorts of blessing and goodness through, you know, in the midst of, of tragedy. Even, you know, when we're, the, when we're in the midst of something, we're thinking, you know, how could any good come out of this? But then uh, through His grace and mercy, He, he, he does just that. So, so what are some, some good things you might point to uh, that you've uh, realized through this tragedy? Yeah, so, you know, I think one thing in answering this question that a person always has to be careful of is um, you never want to kind of look at a tragedy or a loss and 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 just say, like, oh, all these good things have happened, so it's worth it. You know, that, so I don't want anyone to kind of misinterpret that that's what I'm saying because, um, you know, this definitely – it's not my preference that my child died. And I am um, – really grateful that his life has been used to glorify Christ and to, you know, to bring about much, much communication about the hope found in the gospel. Uh, and so, you know, we have, my family has had just lots and lots of opportunities to talk to people about the hope of redemption that comes in Christ. And, um, and, you know, I never really, my wife and I never really had a ministry to people who lost children before he died. We, we certainly do now, you know, we certainly, have a lot of interactions with, um, you know, and are able to kind of pastorally walk with a lot of families who've lost children. And so, you know, I think one thing that you and I talked about, John, is I think as a parent, 
a Christian parent, your your deepest desire is that you'd raise a child who brings glory to Christ and who furthers his kingdom and the gospel. And I feel like I definitely have seen that, you know, in, in big time terms through Cameron's life. And so I feel like it's a real gift that the Lord has given us, um, you know, mm-hmm. through and, and but in his life and in his death. Hmm. Well, Cameron, thank you so much uh, for sharing that. Thank you again for being so vulnerable and open uh, to minister uh, to so many, uh, as you just said, those in the community who are grieving loss, as you and your wife are, that you minister uh, to that community, but also ministering to those of us who, as well, who have not been through a tragedy like this and uh, helping prepare us for those tragedies that we will no doubt go through as we live life in a fallen world. So thank you for that. And thank you for writing this book, Therefore I Have Hope. Uh, We will continue a discussion centered on that um, tomorrow as we look at really doctrine and theology and how that gave you hope because there are those you hear at times uh, who say, you know, just give me Jesus. Don't give me theology or doctrine. We we know, though, that those go hand in hand, uh, that those cannot be separated. And as you give testimony to, it is those uh, truths, that doctrine and scripture, uh, doctrine from Scripture uh, that gave you hope. So again, Cameron, look forward to talking to you, to you tomorrow. Thanks again. Thank you, John. 